This is the one and only T-Quest, and you are tuned into the T-Quest show. This show in particular is for the grown, sexy, and mature audience only. So if you have children around, make sure you ask them to leave the room or put on your headphones because it's about to get real and it's about to get deep. Today's guest is <clears throat> a fine young man, well, he's grown, grown in my eyes, that I've met years ago when T-Quest was a little tenderoni in the rap game. And um, let's just say my life has changed over the years, and his life has changed as well. Ladies and uh -huh. gentlemen, <laughs> uh -huh. uh, I would like to Thank introduce you to, mute it, um, my guest, and the son. <laughs> yes, yes. Hi. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get raw with no condom. Ow. Ow. <laughs> we, we going yeah. in deep already, huh? Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, let's, let's let's get yes. it. Um, we 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 barebacking it today. Yes. Ow. Yes. Absolutely. It's funny because when you first met me years ago in the rap game, you know that's when I was a little, like I said, tenderoni, and I was just so pure and so innocent. No, no, you weren't pure. Somebody just had to get it out of you. <laughs> it, 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 it was gonna be me, but you know, I did, I was too broke to take the Metro North. To travel to Connecticut, so I, I couldn't make those booty calls run. OMG, that's how you feel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I couldn't make them run. You know, oh I, I was still making. I was making minimum wage. So I already couldn't, you know, take them run. I couldn't hop the Metro North from Grandchester Station. Okay, okay, so. But, you... na but now, now, anyway, keep going. <laughs> so you're saying, um, if you did I, have I, I, the funds back then, you would have paid me a visit, which means I was kind of yeah. on the radar. Yes, we would have played which hole feels the best. Oh. You <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, OMG. we would have played which hole feels the best. OMG. OMG. And I would have been on and popping with the tongue and with the dills in it. Right? <clears throat> I need my water. Where's my water? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. You need some water. Yes. Because it's, mm. it's, not good to, it's not good to choke on big things. First of all, anyway, I, what's up? I, I don't choke on big things. Thank you. <laughs> Never have that issue, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah so I have a question because the person I know of today is totally not the person I knew back then. Not to dwell so much on the past, but what kind of style of rapping was you doing back then? Uh, I was, I don't know, like, I, I really, I was like, a, I was like, pimp positive, like, I was like a, a player conscious rapper. Okay. You feel me? Okay. But the, the the rap game, I really, you know, I did that for the females. I really didn't do that. I did it for the females and to get over social anxiety and to, you know, learn how to network with people and how to get amongst people, like how to move amongst people. So it was a good experience, mm -hmm. but I, I, my passion is really writing. I just like, I just perform on some look at me type shit. So, okay. they, like, rapping really wasn't my passion. I was good at it, but, uh. That's why I'm trying to figure out the transition from when we met, and we met as hip-hop artists, to now, I know you well, guys, I was about, phenomenal. I was, about to get out, I was about to stop rapping. Like, you caught me, you caught me, like, the year before. I stopped rapping in 2008. Mm-hmm. The, the, last, the last performance I had over original beat, was Jerome Avenue and Webster at the Burn U outdoor concert. Yeah. And that was the last time, excuse me, that was the last time I performed over original beat over my song. And that was 2008. Okay. So, yeah, and then after that, 2009, I released my first book, I Hate My Job. <laughs> That's the name of it. I Hate My Job. So if that was your first book, how did you start slowly writing about more erotic books? Like, what was the transition? Well, you know, a, a lot of Negroes are hypocritical. So, you know, a lot of these, you know, so-called educational scholarly Negroes be like, you know, you need to write something that uplifts the people. You need to, you know, uphold literacy. But they didn't support me when I came out where I hate my job. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'm going to do, forget them. I'm going to do, you know, what I'm good at. So I did erotica. 
So I was like, I'm not catering. It's like Negroes always want to complain, but when you give them what they want and what they ask for, they don't support. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to do me. And that's why I did erotica. Okay, and what you was know? the um the take on that book versus the first one, which was I Hate My Job? Oh, well, the, oh it was dope. You know, it, it's kind of like that rapper, you know, he first come out conscious on some Back to Africa shit, but when that didn't work, then you want to get on some, like, player <laughs> pimp gangster shit, and then that works. Okay. So it, it's like finding your voice and finding your niche, fi- finding your lane and staying in it. So <clears throat> as a writer, you have a love for writing about anything, or when it came to erotic um, writing, it wasn't just the fact that people would support it more, but you actually have a love for that particular topic. Yeah, it, well, I really want to write sci-fi, but I don't understand that market. I really, you know, I'm ignorant of that market. So that's why I didn't start out with sci-fi. I'll do that later. But erotica, you know, who doesn't love sex? Everybody's <laughs> having sex. Regardless of your race, nationality, ethnicity, creed, sexual orientation, whatever the case may be, everybody loves sex. So, you know... If there was no sex, we wouldn't be living. You know, that we wouldn't be here if there wasn't no sex. Huh? <laughs> we wouldn't even be here if there wasn't no sex. Exactly. So, you know, that comes natural. No pun intended. <laughs> On the word come and natural. Ow. <laughs> All right. So I'm curious, especially for the listeners. Tell me some of the synopsis of the books you've written. And before you do the synopsis, actually give the people the titles of them. Well, I, I got the Thick Series. You, you know, Thick I, I got Series? The, yeah, it's the Thick Series because, you know, I, I love plus-size women. Mm-hmm. I love big girls. I love thick women. You feel me? Shout out to the and, thick you know, women. <laughs> the, after I did I Hate My Job, I did the Thick Series because it was too... Like, I wrote it, it was too, you know, when you rap, it was too intricate, too, you know, descriptive. It was too literary for the... Masses, so I had to like not dumb it down but simplify when I'm writing. So I did the thick series. So I was told to write what I love, and since I love plus size women, I wrote the thick series. And the first book that came after that was Thick When the Chances Are Slim. Mm. And then, yes, yes. And then the sequel <laughs> to that is Thick in the Nick of Time. <laughs> and then, and then after that is In the Thickest Things. Yeah. And after that, was was the last book. I'm not done with the series. I just put it on hold. Really? But the one after that is Thick Girls and the Guys Who Love Them. <laughs> and, and then and then after I took a, a pause from the Thick series to write mm-hmm. you to write you, me, us, them. And that's about the swing lifestyle and and that's more like my improvement when it comes to a writer. So you'll see like how I developed, how I matured as a writer. Mm. And then my next book is coming out next year. It's going to be called Fuck, F-U-C-K. <laughs> that, that's the sequel to You, Me, Us, Them. It's called Fuck. Okay. Yes. So let me ask you this, since you're being so open and so blunt. These erotica books that you write, are they inspired from personal experiences? Well, it's a mixture. Oh, I, I want to plug in. I came out with like a, a mixtape. Well, not a mixtape. It's like a mixed book, like with a bunch of stories. Uh-huh. Between between the thick series and I hate my job. It's called Beatboxing with Jesus. So I just want to point that out. But anyway, um, as, as far as my erotic, it's like a mixture of my personal experience, other people's personal experience, and you know, pure imagination. So it's like I just mixed that up in a pot of gumbo, and voila. You got a story. All right. Can you tell me some of the scenarios that you write about in your book? Because I'm very curious, especially since you have a love for thick women. <laughs> well, like, like I had sex on the subway. You know, having sex in one of the, you know, on one of the trains, on the F train. Okay. I actually recorded that for my podcast. Like, having sex on the F train. Wait, you... Recorded you actually having sex on the F train? Yes, uh, for my podcast. It's, it's, it's not visual. It's audio. It's that's you could you could um. <laughs> it's called it's called sex on the subway. 
you you Google sex on the subway for the Swingers After Dark podcast, and you can hear it. They can actually hear you having sex on the train. Yes, from start to finish. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so stuff <laughs> like that. And I also have an episode. I haven't recorded it or released it yet, rather, and that's one that's called uh, Freak a, Sneak a Freak at Church. A church freak? Well, in the church, doing service. Oh, in, in the fellowship hall? No, in the bathroom. Oh, okay. You well, got to get busy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's like different scenarios, like, you know, like having sex on a cop car, like on the hood of a cop car. It's just like being risky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But besides, with, with the sex, you know, that's not the meat and potatoes of the story. Like, I focus on character development, you know, and how characters can get out of a jam. You feel me? Mm -hmm. It's like getting in the psyche of each character and make you love, hate, or feel indifferent about the character. It's really about character development, and my books are character-driven. And, you know, as I mature as a writer, I, I found my voice, and I know how to put together, like, plot twists and suspense to make you want to read some more. So when you read the fuck book, <clears throat> you'll see you'll see my growth and development as a writer. Like, I'm not the type of person who will say, yo, this is my best book, because each book has its own flavor. You feel me? Yeah. So one book, one book may be more humorous than the other one. The other book may be more erotic than the other one. So I would say this is my most, my most matured version of me as a writer. So you'll see throughout the years, because I've been writing in a publishing business for 10 years. So yeah. you'll see, like... Uh, the to me and my totality over a 10 year span and you're going to see that in a fuck book f-u-c-k mm. okay okay i'm curious i'm sure you go on a lot of like book tours and stuff well not anymore because that's expensive they, they do like cyber they do like cyber tours now it's like i can just sit at home like everything is on the internet <laughs> how do you really really feel about that because i personally because I'm a writer myself, and I've written books but haven't published them yet, and I want to go on a book tour. I want to be well, there with the people. I want to read in front of them. You know, I want to sign the books. Listen, I don't got time for that because if it's like a female, if, if, it, if it's like a female book club, we fucking. So, you know. Um, what? I fuck, I fuck fans. Uh, I fuck readers. But, yeah. But if we, one, one of them going to get it. One of them. Yeah, one of them won't get it. Okay. Ow. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so um, yeah, somebody gonna get turned out like before I leave that bitch. I would like to hear one of the scenarios or stories of you releasing the book. A fan reads it and she's like in your face, giving you her opinion and what happened next. Come no, the thing is, when I'm when I'm doing a book signing, I don't think about it. like when I used to. When I used to do book signings at bookstores, I was in survival mode. I was about my money. I really didn't think about sex. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like the sex thing comes like after the after the fact when everything is said and done. I don't think about that. You know, I'm about my paper. I'm about self preservation. I'm in survival mode. So. No, I understand that because my thing is, cause you know how like with music artists and stuff, you have like your fans and your groupies and they come up to you because they want to get into your room. So I'm like, as a writer, they're so in tune with your words. I'm just curious to the ones who are more curious about you and wondering like, is he really the real deal? And can he actually back up what he has written? Yeah, they usually slide in the, the DMs or the inbox and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's not at the actual event. It's like, the extracurricular shenanigans, the debauchery comes like after the smoke clears. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, but some some chicks are intimidated because they feel like that I'm too good for them because I'm a writer. But I'm like, I put on my pants leg, I put on my pants one leg at a time, just like you, baby. Mm -hmm. So you know, just talk to me. Well, so, you but yeah, they they can get it. You know, I I even had like like chicks who had whole husbands. Really? You know, and yeah, they wanted to get down, but you know, I don't, I don't deal with them type of chicks only at swing parties. But I, I don't deal with them. Well, let me, let me back up. Like I don't know. It's like they lie. They say, "Well, we're separated," 
or we're no longer together or you know there's not a third so mm-hmm. if i'm gonna if i'm gonna snatch a chick it's because who's married is that it's gonna be like a one and done thing so no because you know after. yeah you yeah i'll be the sex slave because you know dudes they, they fought wars have been fought over females Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how men are when it comes to women. They see women as property and not humans. Exactly. So, Sad, but yeah. it's true. Yeah, so you know how that go. So I noticed something that you mentioned about four or five times. You you mentioned something about a, a swingers party? Yes. What am I missing here? You. Me and you. Me and you. <laughs> Yo, mama, and yo, cuz. <laughs> Rolling down. But yeah. So, how do that... I, I, got it, I got in the game in 2011. Uh-huh. I've been in the game for eight years. And, you know. The swingers and, you know game? What's funny? Huh? The swingers game? Yeah, the swing lifestyle. At first, I thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, like, when I was younger in the 90s, like, eyes wide shut, like that movie, and then, you know, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, Hollywood got the thing going on. So I thought it was weird. But then, you know, when my face was popping, it was this lady. She used to throw, like, swing parties. And I used to hit her up, and she was like, you can't come to my parties without a date. So I'm like, I'm going to... Well, that makes I'm sense, because it's like two and two. Yes, but I'm going I'm to I'm tell you the progression, or the regression, rather. Okay. So... So, I finally found, like, a, a chick who was like-minded at The Shadow. Like, The Shadow, it used to be a club in New York, in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could fuck at The Shadow. It was like a regular nightclub, but they used to pass out condoms at Kochek. So what? Yes. But it's, it's no longer, because, you know, gentrification is a bitch, so it's no longer around. Yeah. But anyway, but so... I met my first swing partner at Shadow, and then we went to our meet and greet. Then we went to our first party. And then because of her, I left the country for the first time. Like, we went to Canada. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, you know, we went our separate ways, and I started doing my thing. And then I got in a relationship, and then we broke up. And then going back to regression, like, nowadays, it's, it's not really... Like, due to social media, it's wide open. Like, when I came in, it was just Yahoo groups. You know what I'm saying? It was Yahoo groups were the base for these groups. And you really needed to know the the group owner or the party host. You know, the party so host really So, what happens? Needed. Is it, like, multiple couples that's in the room together and you pick your couple? Like, how does it work exactly? No, it's like, like, if you see a couple, like, let's say... Let's say you're in a relationship, I'm in a relationship. Okay. And I see what I like, I see you. I will, I will, well, the etiquette, the universal etiquette, like every couple have their own dynamic. Okay. Like the universal etiquette is as a man, I'm supposed to go to your man first. Okay. And chop it up with him and talk to him. And then I will introduce my woman to him and to, well, to the both of you rather. Okay. We're, we're together. You feel me? But I would have to talk to him first. Mm-hmm. And then I would bring my woman in. Then we would chop it up. And then if the vibe is there, if, if the energy is there, then we, you know, contemplate if we're going to get it in or not. And that's how it happens. Does that, it actually happen at the party off. or you have to schedule it? Like, how does it work? No, no, it's no schedule. It's, it's usually at the party. I mean, you could you could always leave the party and do your thing, but it's usually at the party, at a hotel party or at a house party. And it actually be multiple couples there. So you can be having yeah. a conversation and then four people could be having sex next to you? Yeah. Yeah. People mm. be getting busy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it goes. But me being a single male now, I don't deal with couples because... When my dick is hard, I got no time to search for the man and the couple to get his permission. Listen, when I'm horny, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, I have no time to, like, run around the hotel to find him or the house to find him to see if his, if it's cool for me to play with his chick. I'm like, forget that. I prefer single women because yeah. there's less drama and there's less headaches. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you say it doesn't happen as often as it used to? 
Well, what happens, what doesn't happen often is that nowadays anybody could go to a swing party because mm-hmm. it's about money. A lot of these promoters and party hosts, they use, it doesn't even matter who go through them doors, who walk through them doors. It's, they use the parties to pay their rent, child support, bills, mm. this, that, and the third. So it's like back then, the the host, they were more, you know, they used more discretion. They were screened at clients. Now it's like they don't give a fuck. As long as it's all about the money, and then when shit goes wrong, they want to complain that the lifestyle is fucked up. And it's like, that's what happens when you just allow any and everybody in the parties. And, and these Facebook groups, it's like, it's so, it, it's so, it, it's crazy. It's like a damn, it's like a jungle because one minute it's peaceful and then the next minute it's drama fired and everybody want to be in your business and people want to instigate bees. Mm-hmm. And then, then a third, and it's like I got no time for that. I'm like an assassin. I go to a party, get my nut, and leave. I didn't come in the lifestyle to make friends. I didn't come to make enemies. I just want to nut and turn up and network and have fun. I have no time for the extracurricular shit because life is too short to get high blood pressure and to stress over fucking lifestyle beats or or dispute. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. my life. That that's just the the dessert. That's not the main course. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that's what that about. You said networking. What are you networking at these events? Well, about, well you have professionals. Mm-hmm. You have you have professionals. You have pod, like I do interviews and stuff like that for my podcast. So you meet like a lot of people. You feel me? You meet a lot of people. And, you know, you have people who are graphic artists, they're graphic designers. And they give their real names? Yeah, you know their real names. You got to remember, everybody's on Facebook. True. Some people use, some people use a, some people use an alias, like me. Like, a lot of people don't know my real name, let alone, they don't even know where I live. Yeah. And I like it like that. I don't want people in my personal business. It's Mm. like, when people get in your personal business, they feel too comfortable and a lot of people ain't shit. So you gotta put, you gotta guard your peace. You gotta protect your peace. Mm-hmm. So, and it's crazy that the only dude, the only person who I was close to in this lifestyle, he's no longer here because he got killed by all duty police officers. What? So, yeah, in Brooklyn three years ago. Wow. My man Glorious. Mm-hmm. So he got, you know, I'm sure you saw the, like the news headlines that happened in Brooklyn on on 4th of July, on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's crazy. Like, the only the only person who I really rock with in a lifestyle is no longer here. And it's like, damn, out of all the people on the planet, it has to be him. Mm-hmm. So now I'm back to being a lone wolf. But the, the lifestyle changed. It used to be exclusive. But now it's like, in certain, in certain, in certain, like, circles, it's so ghetto-fied, you know? It's so drama-fied. It's like the niggerization of... I know you don't like that word, but it's like the niggerization of the lifestyle because it's like there's no checks and balances. Yeah. You feel me? So that's why I fell back a little bit. Mm. Uh, okay, so I know what the swingers and swinging is like two and two, but... Does anybody ever just look over and see these couples getting in and then want to join in? And does it turn into like an orgy? Because I know there's a different well, time for a, everything. A lot of people, well, you, yes, you, like, matter of fact, my homegirl threw a party and she had an orgy room. But usually you bring your own partner and everybody just get it in. But the rule is that if you want to jump into somebody's session, you got to ask. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like a lot of dudes got bad habits of touching without asking. Mm-hmm. And that's the quickest way to get punched in your motherfucking mouth. Mm. But if you want to jump in somebody's session, just ask. Just say, just say, my man, you know, can I jump in your session? You feel me? Or can I can I jump in? Some dudes they feel they figure well, we're at a swing party, and you know, anything goes. But that's not the case. It's like you still gotta you still gotta use like. Your common sense. You gotta, you know, act like you got some home training. Yeah. So yeah. So that that's kind of that's the reason that's kind of the reason why, you know, I lost my instinct to um, openly fuck at a party mm-hmm. because psychologically I'm thinking that a dude is gonna jump in my session. 
So I'm not as I'm not as like free spirited as I used to be, but I'm trying to get back to that point. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was the first one getting it in. I didn't give a fuck. I I was fucking out in the open. I didn't give a fuck. But now it's like I don't have that. I don't have that ability anymore because there's too many creeps and there's too many. It's just too much fuckery. Yeah. It kind of taking the fun out of it. Yeah, and it's like. Okay, and that's why you should go to swing parties where you know everybody and everybody knows you, but everything is so open. And then do and then not dudes, but people in general, they want to get their Madden, you know, 2K on and commentate the shit. They don't want to give you three feet. They don't want to talk. I mean, they want to talk. And it's like, that's why, I, you know, I fuck with my doors closed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's how I roll. And that's how I get it in. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, are these sexcapades actually in the thick series, or they're all, its own book as itself? It's and you meet us them the Swinger Manifesto. It's like I got what twenty seven sex scenes, erotic scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's called You Meet Us Them the Swinger Manifesto, and it's about the main character named Nicolo. He owns a swing. He owns a, a swing club, and it's pretty much him, you know, maintaining the swing club and his relationship at the same time, and, you know, him vetting people. You feel me? Vetting means, you know, showing people the ropes. So mm-hmm. so I started, I, start, I started the, you know, the swing series on a light note, but with the fuck book, I'm really going to get to the nooks and crannies of the lifestyle. Like, you meet us, them... That's like introducing people to the lifestyle as far as the sex. Like, that book is sex-driven. But the fuck book is going to be situational-driven. Okay. You feel me? Like, how the, how the, the character's going to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How so, that's what that's about. Okay. How many books have you written? Or that's published? I've written, wait, one, two, three, four, five, seven books. And they're all out for purchase right now? Yes, it's Nook and Kindle. Nook and Kindle. It's, it's on ebook. Oh, it's only on yeah. ebook? Yeah, they're only on ebook. Because everybody act like they're allergic to ebooks nowadays. I mean, they're allergic to paperbacks nowadays. You think so? So. I feel there's a variety. Yes, because people try to keep up with technology and everything, and that's like the new way, but. You know, I'm starting to learn there are a lot of people who still enjoy a good paperback. Well, ebook they're good for me because they're good for me because, you know it it, it gets rid of the it gets rid of the what you call that? It gets rid of the the overhead. Mm. You know, I don't ha- I don't have to pay for, you know, how many books I should print out this then a third. So it gets rid of the you know the overhead unnecessary expenses. The only thing I got to worry about is, you know, paying the editor and the illustrator for my books. And because I treat the, my book covers like they're album covers. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yes. So, yeah, I, I like it artsy. I don't like to put, like, models on a book and shit like that. No, I'm too, I'm too much of a visionary for that. Mm-hmm. No, so. I get it. I think it's because... I always tell people, it's, it's great to give your fans a variety if you can. And I know sometimes overhead could be a little extra pain. But, like, me personally, as someone who loves to not just write, but I love to read. You know, I still go to the library on the regular. <laughs> you know, and even though we're constantly on our computers and our phones, even some of the other writers that I know, like, a lot of the things are on ebooks, but I prefer to read the stories like a real book in my hand. I'd rather turn the page than to be scrolling the whole time. Like scrolling is annoying to me, especially when I'm really deep into it. Like it's it's too much. But you know, I guess it's yeah. too much his own. Listen, people, people, everything is digital nowadays. You feel me? But the swing parties, yeah, it's like, the swing parties you have, you know, you have women in relationships or situationships. You have wives, they got boyfriends. Mm-hmm. 
You feel me? They got side pieces, and their husbands, you know, they know it, either they know it or they don't know it. So, you know, because women, they got their favorites, and women, they want new dick, too, on the low. You know, even though you, you fantasize about another dude, you're not going to act upon it. And the swing lifestyle, it gives you that, it gives you that opportunity to act on your fantasies, to indulge in your fantasies. So, he said you know, when I say, when I say I'm a sex slave of a wife, it's just, you know, you can do anything that you want to do to me, baby. Like, I make you come on command. Ow. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. I was a little hooked on because you said the word indulge. That's one of my favorite words right now. But I'm curious. If you were to get into a relationship, the next one, and she's not really into that lifestyle, did that mean you guys are not compatible because that's what you do? It depends how much I love the woman or how much I'm feeling her. You feel me? So it all depends. You know, I, it, but it, it may, it may, it may become an issue if I still want to go to parties. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like indifferent. If I'm indifferent about it, it's like, okay, I could leave if I wanted to, you know. So. Would you give up the it, lifestyle for love? Sure. Because sure, you're not I give that... up the lifestyle. Okay. I, I give up the lifestyle, but it, it's gonna suck because you know. But then again, I, I'm at a point in my life that you know I'm 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 growing out of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like been there, done that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of confusion in the lifestyle. That's why I, I tell people if they want to become in a swing lifestyle, if they want to come in a swing lifestyle, they should really, you know, sit back first and see what is good for them. You know, because it's, it's, it's a lot of fuckery, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of confusion. So you really got to figure out if this group is for you or if the lifestyle is really for you. Because, you know, you have... You have dudes and chicks, they may say it's okay for me to play with them. Like, they're in a relationship, it's okay for us to have sex, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting into some shit that I don't even know about because she wasn't honest about the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, a lot of women, they have their picks. So, yeah, a lot of women have their picks. They have their favorites. And a lot of wives have their favorites. A lot of wives, it'd be funny, a lot of wives in a lifestyle, they don't want to play with other couples. Mm-hmm. They want to play with single males. Mm. <laughs> because they don't want to They don't want to be a part of the, the um, bullshit from dealing with a jealous female. They prefer the single males. And they just, and if the single male put it down good, then he becomes her boyfriend. Wow, so, so in that case, the, the term changes because in that case, it's not swinging anymore. Yeah, it's a poly relationship. It, it, it turns from, see, you're smart. See, that's why I like you. <laughs> so it, it turns from swinging to a poly, just like that, just like that. Okay, poly, one. A polyamorous relationship. Oh, gotcha. So, okay, so swing. how do they meet? The gentleman that they may be interested in to experience that from online. But if the parties are for swingers, which is in twos, how do they meet the one? At a party. You see somebody you like, and if the, if the husband or the wife really likes the person, then they'll bring them into the fold. They have a conversation. They may go out to dinner or go out to party and get to know each other. Because not for nothing, a lot of people... Even if you're not in a relationship or even if they're not in a relationship, they would see how you move first. They mm-hmm. would see how you interact in these groups and they would see how you move in person at a party. So if you move in a manner that they respect, then they're they going to approach you or they don't have a problem with you playing with their spouse. And then if the spouse mm-hmm. likes you, then they may say, well, you know, I would like to bring you into the fold. Without your partner. Uh, are you talking about partners? No, because I'm partner. because, like I said, when it comes to the swinging parties, everyone comes in pairs. But then we were not, speaking not about everybody. Everybody don't come in pairs nowadays. You have more singles. You have more singles than couples. Mm. So the couples, the couples nowadays, 
They're the new unicorns. But I always tell people this. I always tell people this. These social media groups, when it comes to swinging, it's like Taco Bell. And these private invite-only parties at homes, they're like authentic Mexican food. So if you really want the authentic authenticity of the swing lifestyle, you need to look up with a couple who throw private parties. If you go to these Facebook groups, you're gonna you're not gonna get the the whole lifestyle in the totality. A lot of these a lot of these group parties they're glorified fuck parties. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're gonna see couples, but you're not gonna see a lot of them, and you're not gonna see a lot of swinging involved. You're just gonna see a lot of fucking involved among single people. So like it, it, couple, it turns into more of an orgy then. Pretty much, hmm. with rules. Like I always tell people. If you go to a lifestyle party, if you go to a so-called lifestyle party and they don't read off the rules, then it's pretty much a fuck party. Mm. Because you have to read off the rules. It's like it's kind of like the difference between a gang and organized crime. Like gangs, it's like anything goes. You have like no bylaws, you have no rules and regulations. Organized crime, you have rules and regulations. But even then, it's like Everything is so everything is so mixed up that it be, the lines are blurred. Mm-hmm. Because the vets, they're inactive. They're not really teaching the newbies, and the newbies don't want to listen, or they haven't been properly vetted. So it's like it's it's a whole big sh- shitstorm. And me personally, I just you know, I just get in what I fit in. I just you know. I just do my thing. I don't hang out with people. I'm not associated with a clique. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm me. You know, I, I rode alone. Yeah. So it's like if you if you hear anything, if you hear any gossip and rumors about me, it's, it's kind of like how would this person know? Because I don't hang out with anybody. I don't. I don't allow people in my circle for them to talk shit about me. Mm-hmm. So what are what are you getting this from? You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like, where are you getting this from? Yeah. So, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not trying to um stay on that topic. It's just that, you know, over the years, you may hear that once in a while, but I've never actually known someone who's actually done it because a lot of people talk, but they're not really about that action. <laughs> well, not for nothing, man. A lot of a lot of a lot of breakups. A lot of people need to be in a swing lifestyle. You think so? To to preserve their relationship, mm. because a lot of people who claim they're monogamous, they're not really monogamous. They don't want to become swingers because they're ashamed of what their family or what society at large are going to think about them. You feel me? So a lot of people, I think, I think if a couple have a foundation and they're honest and truthful with each other. The swing lifestyle could hurt or it could help. It could help because it allows you to indulge with different people. Mm-hmm. Granted that you play it safe, it hurts because if you don't have a solid foundation and you have character issues, mm-hmm. then you're going to cheat in the lifestyle. Yeah, that definitely has happened. I've yeah, so it's those. like, but even then, what is the definition of cheating? Because it's like, okay, I, we have an open relationship, we have an open marriage. So what is cheating? Is it me not telling you or is it me telling you? It's like, what is your definition of cheating? Mm-hmm. So even that's like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As long, as long as I'm taking care of the household, it's really cheating. So <laughs> I'm asking you from the outside looking in. If you was a swinger, what is your definition of cheating? Well, I wouldn't know because I'm not a swinger. Yeah, I, I gotta take I gotta take you to a party. I gotta. No, I gotta you, no, charity. you don't have to you know take me to a party. I don't. <laughs> yeah, cause I know I know you're a freak because I know you had a MySpace song that every dude wanted to jump on. It was like a freaky sexual song that every dude wanted to jump on. <laughs> he brought it back to MySpace. But it, it was like you. I think it was like tongue twisting. I don't. Um, I forgot the name of the song. So you're cute. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm handsome, baby. You're, Animals you're, are you're cute. Right. You're a grown man. You're handsome. Yes, I did have a song on MySpace called Work Your Magic. And, um, yes, a lot of guys started to look at me and view me differently because it was a topic that I brought out that they wasn't used to. 
But um, there's a difference from being um, a major freak and want to experience so many multiple things. You know what I'm saying? Like, Listen, you got to unleash the beast, baby. That's the thing. Like, I'm happy to unleash the beast for sure, but for only one person. Nah, I got to turn you out. Wait, what? I got to turn you out. No. So. <laughs> yes, and, and it's funny, and it's funny because I had a song back then called Shaskills. It's magic, so we could have, we could have, you know, collab. We could have did our thing. We we could have collabed on a song, and um, that. And we could have, and, and we could have fucked in the studio. <laughs> um. Tell tell you, you you like anal? Huh? You like anal? You like to get fucked in the ass? Um, have I experienced it? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Not really. So he, he didn't know how to finesse. And I found out that the experience was actually done wrong. Yeah. So he, he didn't do it right. So he, you, need, you, need, you need swinger dick. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Even like back then, you know, because I didn't really start hanging out with guys and stuff until like after high school. And that's when I got into the music industry and all these guys are in my face 24-7. Um, in that moment, I probably would have been a little more curious. And if I was dating someone, probably open to having a little fun, I'll admit. But I'm still uh, one woman, like one man is for me. You know, I'd rather be a thousand freaks within just for one man. Like, I'm not into open relationships and swinging experiments. Just, you know, that's just not me. Mm. But my... So let me, let me, go ahead. So let me give you some real life experiences as, as far as me being the play toy of a chicken in a relationship. So, okay. <laughs> so I was in a pool, right? I was, you know, in a pool with this chick. You know, sucking on her toes, eating her pussy. It was like the hot tub jacuzzi. And, you know, we was doing our thing, and this dude came with his two girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So he so he asked if he could jump into my session. And I said, yeah, it's, I mean, more, the more the merrier. So he jumped in the hot tub, and then one of his chicks jumped in the hot tub. So it was like a two-on-two. And I started, you know, eating her out. I made her orgasm. I was sucking on her titties. Then she started sucking on my dick, and then, you know, I, I nutted on her chest, on her titties, and then, you know, we just got it in. Not in the pool, and then that was the end of it. It was like we just did the oral thing. Mm-hmm. And then later that evening, me and Shorty, we went to our room with the other girlfriend. Because remember, they're in a poly. The dude is in a poly with the two chicks. So the two chicks came to my room. And I fucked fuck my play partner that I, that I, you know, I had like a soft play with in the top tub. So we went back to my room and her homegirl, her sister wife, was watching me fucking her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, she came over. Or she was sitting down at first. You know, she was low-key chilling. She wasn't being annoying about it. So she came over, put out her titties, and then I started sucking on her titties while I was fucking her homegirl. Mm-hmm. I was on top, and she came over. You know, I started sucking on her titties while I was on missionary, and then she fell back and started watching. And then we were just, you know, just getting it in. And then later, you know, then, you know, later that week, she hit me up and said, I want to see you again, this, then, a third. So mm-hmm. that goes to show that, you know, even in like they have their rules, but at the same time, you can still be lenient. You can say, you know, baby, you know, we're in a relationship, but you can still do your thing as long as you're safe. You feel me? So that's a, another instance that I could easily be her play toy or her boyfriend if you want to repeat fuck session. So my, I'm curious me? about, because these scenarios, I'm hearing them with the girls, but where's the other guy in the situation? Where's their boyfriend? Oh, uh, he's fucking. Who? He's, the, he's fucking other chicks. So he's not in the session with you and the two girls? No. Listen, listen, you have two types of relationships. You have a relationship that you could allow your mate to pay, play separate from you, or y'all got to fuck in the same room. 
Mm-hmm. So it depends on the rules. You have dudes, they want to be in a room when their wife is getting their backbone out by another dude. Or you have a chick who want to be in the same room when her man is fucking another chick. But you also have couples, it was like, yo, do your thing. You know, we high-five each other and leave. So it depends on your dynamic. Like, when I was in a relationship in a swing lifestyle, a dude didn't have to come up to me for, you know, for permission to play with my chick and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I could play separate and she could play separate. Okay. And, um... So it it depends. That's why I tell people, before you come... if If you're a couple, before you come in the lifestyle, make sure you have your rules in order. Make sure you have trust levels there and make sure your relationship is solid to the point where y'all have ESP to the point where it's like you it, it has to be to the point where you know how and what your mate is thinking before they even say it yeah because a, a, the lifestyle can make a break relationship trust me I've seen it I've heard about so, it so <laughs> yeah so you need your shit needs to be on point a lot of people psychologically like and uh, physically, they want to be in a lifestyle, but emotionally, psychologically, and mentally, they're not they're not there. Like, when I got in a, in a relationship, like, it's easy to be a soldier when there's no war. It's easy to talk shit until you get punched in the fucking face. Yeah. It's just like, it's like when, when I told you my first play partner. It was like, when I first saw her having sex with another man, I felt the way about it. Mm-hmm. Not only not only she was having sex with another man, but she was enjoying it. Yeah. Somebody other than me. So it kind of fucked me up. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But I had to get used to it. You know, it's kind of like my grandma called alligator skin. You get to ass beat for so long that, you know, you become immune to the shit. Mm-hmm. So it, it's different from saying, I want to do it with my mate. And, and then... You see your mate getting pleasure by another person. It's like, oh shit, hold up. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Especially you seeing your mate doing and saying shit that they haven't done or said to you. Mm-hmm. Moan, moan and squirt like another saying another man make your woman squirt. Are you ready for that? Or you know, like like saying a chick rides your man to the point where you know. He doesn't know how to control himself. A lot of people, they're not mentally ready for the lifestyle, yeah. even though they say they are. Mm-hmm. They're still vanilla. They, they're still a civilian mentally. <laughs> that's why, That's why. you know what a lot of people do? A lot of people come in the lifestyle single, wipe somebody up, and leave the lifestyle. And then when they break up with that person, they come back in the lifestyle to fuck somebody else's woman or mm-hmm. fuck somebody else's man. Wow. That's another thing that people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So it's crazy. I mean, you know, it's not, it's just owning what you like, what you love and owning your truth, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like to each his own, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I'm only asking questions cause it's my job to ask and I don't know anything about it. Not saying that with you speaking about it, it makes me curious about it. Cause no, I'm very but, but secure with my life and what I like, which is one man. <laughs> but it's like, but women, they're creeps too. Because I, this chick had told her man that she was going to a baby shower, but she didn't even go to a baby shower. She went to a party with her homeboy. See, that's the part. I'm like, why lie? <laughs> <laughs> because she haven't been to a party. I don't know. I don't know her logic. Anyway, I'm not even going to make excuses for her. Okay. But but sometimes people, it goes back to your question: Would you would you give up the lifestyle for love? And they they don't have it out of their system. Mm. So they want to be with the person they who they who they currently with, but at the same time they still want to be in a lifestyle. So they don't want to fuck up what they have. No, I understand. That's why I always tell people: Everyone is not going to have the same lifestyle. <laughs> Or the same vision for what they want within themselves and in relationships. That's why I always tell people, when it comes to like dating people, getting to know them, build that friendship. Have that open dialogue. Communication is important. You know? What you want to do is nothing wrong with that. But just be open with people you're interested in to see if you really are compatible. You know? Because I can meet guys and I'll talk to them. And they'll tell me, well, I'm this, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, I'm not. So I'm like, no, we don't have to compromise. 
that's just not what I'm into, nor do I want to be persuaded to be into that lifestyle. You and I just not supposed to be together. And I can respectfully walk away and you need to do the same. But some people feel like it's like a, a game, like relationships is a game that no, I'm going to convince you that this is what you need. This is what you want. I'm like, you trying to convince me something I know for a fact I don't want is even a bigger turnoff. Uh-huh. But some people don't see that. That's you really got to be secure within yourself <laughs> before you can really be ready for somebody else. Now, there's some yeah. people that may be convinced and they may like it like, oh, I would have never known. But at the same time, I'm like, yo. But, but see, see, I just see, is the ignorance. See, I just saw somebody in the comments. He said that I sound like I'm a sex slave of a husband. But how am I a sex slave of a husband when I don't want to play with chicks who are in relationships? Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's the ignorance of people not understanding. It's like, why would you make that comment when the, the, the dialogue has nothing to do with me interacting with the husband? Facts. So, it, 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 you, but you see, you see the ignorance. ignorance. You know what I'm saying? It's like how I'm, I'm a sex slave to the husband when a, I just, I just said that I don't want to play with a chick who's in a relationship, mm-hmm. and b, and b, if I play with a chick who's in a relationship, just like how that situation, that poly situation I just told you about, it gotta happen organically. You know what I'm saying? Just like how dude, I didn't approach the situation. The yeah. Dude saw me. And wanted to jump into my session, he asked, and then his shit came to me, and it just happened. Mm-hmm. So, but you see, those people misinterpret situations. Like, I'm with the, I'm for the female. So, when he and, said he wanted to jump into your session, did he mean um, he wanted to know if it's okay for the girlfriend to jump in, but not actually him? No, 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 no. What happened was that he saw me, you know, get doing my thing with the chick, and then he was like, "Oh shit!" He said, "Can I join me and the, me and the female?" And then I said, yeah, come on, mm-hmm. come join. And then I just fell back. And then his girlfriend came into the hot tub because I guess in her mind, she was like, well, since he's playing with her, I'm going to play with him. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how it could start. Okay. You know, it, it starts organically like that. Okay. Mm. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what, you have some bugged out friends, yo. And, and that's why people, and that's why, you know, Sometimes people, they don't understand. They don't understand that they misinterpret certain things. That's life. And it's like, huh? <laughs> that's life. Exactly. That's why That's why you have to be, you have to keep things to yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's why being discreet is what it's all about. It's like you can't blame them for being ignorant, mm-hmm. you know, because people are not going to understand. People, not, people don't know what, people are not going to. People don't know how to interpret what they don't understand, so you can't get mad at stuff like that. If you get mad at stuff like that, then you're just going to drive yourself crazy. No, you're absolutely right, and that's why I tell people the reason why I do my radio show and my blogs a little different than your average because I want to open your your mind um, to looking at things from a different perspective or to get a deeper understanding of something that you may not be aware of. But then the average mind is so ignorant that they only snatch certain words and come up with their own conclusion, which means you miss the whole point in its entirety. And and, and it's not for everybody. Facts. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. you have you you have single dudes. You have single dudes. They they come to parties, and they think that you know sex is automatic, and that's not the point. Mm-hmm. They think that they think that's because they're in a lifestyle. That sex is automatic, but it's like you still got to have a conversation with these women. You know, you still got to treat them, you know, beyond a piece of meat. You still got to, you got you still got to finesse. So, so it's like they, they feel like it's because they donated their money mm-hmm. that sex should come automatic. And that's not the case. Yeah. So I'm curious so, about the, um, the, the health part of this. <laughs> Um, do you guys get checked often? Cause if there's like so many different partners, I mean, you're supposed to be, but who does? Like you're supposed to be, but if you went, if you went, if you went condoms mm-hmm. or dental dams, but I'm sure people, you know, check every three to six months, mm-hmm. or at least they say. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so. I was curious. 
But um, yeah, well, at least they say you listen. You got you got you you got dudes. You got some dudes who go to lifestyle parties looking for easy sex, and you have chicks who go to lifestyle parties looking for an easy come up. Mm-hmm. So so you have them people, them types of people. Then you have another type of people. They're true to the game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They they in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you got them type of people. So it's, we're actually coming up on our hour. Um, before we wrap this up, and I feel like we definitely have to do a part two. <laughs> um, yeah, I could, I could bring a, I could bring a, I could bring a female on for part two. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that'll be interesting hearing her perspective on everything. You know, because technically I can't give my perspective because that's not my lifestyle. But I think that would be super awesome. Um, so before we do head out, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. You have some interesting topics up there. Oh, and which, which, huh? which one did you listen to? <laughs> Here's the thing, right? For some odd reason, and I'm just being honest because I don't lie. The website, when I try to keep clicking on them, it wouldn't pop up. Which website? The link that you sent me. And then I'm looking at the icons and I'm like, okay, so do I have to pick one of these ways of listening listen, to listen, it? Listen, you need to get rid of the Obama phone. First know. of all, I don't we have no Obama phone. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, um, but maybe it was just in the moment I was trying to listen to him. You know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely going to go back because I'm even more intrigued. But in the process of me trying to listen to them, I definitely was reading the um, the titles of them. So my question, what I was going to ask you was, um, when discussing these particular topics, like what's the feedback of the people, especially the ones that's kind of against what you do or it's not their cup of tea? Like, Do they actually listen in and um, give you their feedback? Or it's more of an audience that's actually into what you're saying. Well, you know, it's funny. I really don't know because when you do a podcast, it's not like doing a live like mm-hmm. this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's not live where people could comment in real time. Like a podcast, I wouldn't know unless they tell me, unless they inbox me or see me in person. The only thing I could gauge my viewers or my listen, you know, my viewership is my downloads, the level of downloads. Mm-hmm. But so far, so good. Here's the thing. You know, I, I, I started the podcast out of necessity. It wasn't because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. it. It was because I wanted to sell books. So I'm, I'm using a podcast as a vehicle to sell books. Okay. You feel me? So, Absolutely. And the funny thing about it is that I enjoy podcasting more than writing a book. But most people, because, um, you know, we're getting more lazy, they would rather listen to the story than actually read the story. <laughs> exactly. So I totally understand that. Um... <laughs> but, yeah, the podcast, you know, uh, um, it's season one. It's over 200 episodes. It's called Swingers After Dark. You can listen to it iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, YouTube. What else? I, iTunes. I said iTunes, Play, mm-hmm. iHeart, YouTube, Spotify, Intune, TuneIn. It's called TuneIn. Yeah, TuneIn. It's, it's everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Just Google, Google Swingers After Dark Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and also... And it's everywhere. Also, just remind the people where they can actually get your books. You can get my books on Amazon, Kindle, and Google Play and Barnes and Noble Nook. It's on Nook, Kindle, Google Play, and iTunes. Okay. So all my just just search for Nasun when you go to those platforms. Just search for Nasun. N A H apostrophe S U N. Beautiful. Well, I don't want to say I want to thank you because our hour is definitely up. <laughs> But I want to thank you for taking the time out to be on the T-Quest show where it's relatable, informative, yet entertaining. And all of his information will be on my T-Quest mobile app that you can find in your Google Play Store and your App Store. So you can follow him on social media. You can actually listen to his podcast. 
and you can support by purchasing his books, ebooks, <laughs> yeah, online. Support. Support. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm always intrigued to learn about people and what they like and what they dislike, especially if it's something that's um, something I'm personally not used to. You know, because I think we're all individuals, and I love to actually know about what makes us different from one another. Shigeru yes. Quest, it's a pleasure, Nassan, for you being here with me. Yeah, and, and, and cop my books because they're sex without penetration. Ow. Shigeru Quest, signing out. <laughs>